a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the program, Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 23 of this new program here on KSL News Radio. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in charge of cleaning out the attic of a, of a loved one once they've passed away and you find an old box of newspaper clippings? You start rifling through them and you see that your loved one over the years uh, collected the headlines from the momentous events in U.S. and world history. Uh, maybe grandma held on to the article uh, the day after we landed on the moon. Or maybe your uncle held on to the Deseret News edition which reported on the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, or maybe when the Berlin Wall fell, there's a clipping uh, up in your attic from there. Well, the, the reason I ask you to think along those lines is that today uh, we are experiencing one of those days. You might be wise to, to get your hands on the newspaper and uh, set it aside uh, because one day your children, your grandchildren are going to look back on the events of today and in all of these days right now as these impeachment proceedings uh, go on. Right now, we're witnessing history. Now, you set aside your views on politics and who has the right or stronger attitude and argument, and you think about what's happening right now. There is an aspect of our government and constitution which is being tested now for only the third time in the history of this nation. And uh, if you say to yourself that this is uh, an indication of how wrong things have gone, I might ask you to think of it the other way and consider it more along the lines of what has gone right. We have built a system, at least the founders did, uh, that can accommodate uh, most anything thrown at it. Uh, there are some frustrations uh, held with regard to the president, and I'm sure if you feel those frustrations, you'd consider what I just said an understatement. Uh, and then there are folks that uh, are lined up to defend the president. Right now, as I sit here and looking at this big bank of television screens in front of me in the studio, I am seeing a history happen. We saw something that you may never see in the rest of your lifetime. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, take the seat of the President of the Senate. He's doing that in lieu of Mike Pence, who is traditionally the president of the Senate because of a conflict of interest type uh, attitude. You know, it would certainly serve the vice president, uh, arguably, if the president were to be removed uh, in terms of line of succession and all. And so John Roberts uh, just swore an oath to uh, execute his duties and preside over this impeachment trial and then administered to all of the senators who will serve as, uh, I don't want to say jurors because it was Senator Mike Lee that changed my attitude on that, uh, but uh, the folks uh, making the decision whose votes uh, cast later on in these proceedings will determine ultimately if the president is uh, vindicated or if he is removed from 
office. Each of those senators swore an oath uh, to be uh, thorough and impartial and to consider the evidence presented to them by the managers. Those are the members of the House who marched across the Capitol building just this morning, uh, led by Adam Schiff, uh, who opened up the proceedings this morning by sharing uh, the articles of impeachment against the president. Uh, now, you, everything that I've just told you, you know already. You know what's been going on. We're all impeachment experts now. Uh, but what I'll tell you, uh, and maybe... Uh, this will make you think a little harder about this or uh, feel more uh, gravely and severely the the moment in history that we are witnessing. It is, uh, like I said, hopefully and very likely the only time you will witness this uh, in uh, your life. I, this morning, have been uh, glued to all the coverage. I had C-SPAN up earlier. I've been listening to uh, KSL radio as we aired some of the opening proceedings. And we'll continue to follow this throughout the day. In just a moment, I'm going to play for you some of uh, those proceedings which took place this morning. We'll hear from uh, the managers as they made their way in. And we'll talk to, or we'll listen to, rather, uh, folks over on the Senate side as things kicked off. We also, later on, are going to hear the oath uh, that was taken both by uh, Chief Justice John Roberts and the senators who are responsible for adjudicating this this trial. That's uh, later on today. Also, uh, there is so much on the program today. It's it's funny. We sit here, Amy and I and the rest of the producer staff here, we, we comb over all of the events of the day, all of the news that is relevant, and we go back and forth. We debate whether or not this is interesting or relevant or of impact uh, on the lives of the folks listening. And uh, it, today was a tough day. There was so much happening. Uh, the Australian fires continue to burn. There was a little bit of a respite with some rain came yesterday, uh, but the folks down under uh, are, are still in some trouble, and uh, we have a, a number of American firefighters over there. We're going to talk to Representative uh, Curtis later on in the program about uh, something being done to recognize those folks down there and acknowledge uh, the long-standing relationship between America and Australia, and specifically the relationship that uh, deals with uh, fire prevention and suppression. It's, it's interesting, uh, but uh, us sending these 200 firefighters down to Australia is not the first time that we, uh, America and Australia, have shared resources facing fires like this. Uh, later on, we're also going to host a debate we here in the studio will have folks from both sides of this tax uh, reform debate. We're going to have folks on the referendum side, and we're going to have folks that were on the restructuring and equalization tax for task force side. Senator Lincoln Fillmore and Marcy Campbell will be our guests here in studio, both of them uh, to speak uh, to you, to me, and to one another uh, to hear all the sides of this uh, referendum deal. As the deadline draws near January 21st, uh, next week. Uh, also, I, I always like making sure that you are aware of what's happening in Congress uh, outside of impeachment. I was a congressional staffer for so long, and it's important uh, that to me, at least, that we uh, stay well enough aware that other things do happen there in uh, Congress, uh, specifically today, USMCA. You wouldn't know it, uh, but the USMCA, that big uh, trade deal to replace NAFTA, that was passed by the Senate this morning. Uh, we're going to go into a few details on that. I have some Utah-specific numbers and estimations. We're going to look at what uh, uh, that all means uh, for the state of Utah. 
And then later on, uh, we're going to have in studio uh, a friend of mine, Representative Patrice Arendt, is going to join us in studio. I got a note this morning, pretty early, saying that after 20 years of service in the Utah legislature, uh, after this coming legislative session, Patrice Arendt will not be uh, seeking re-election. Again, two decades of service in the legislature. Uh, our guest, Patrice Arendt, will be here in studio to talk about uh, the, the past 20 years of her career and what she expects to get done here in her last term as a representative here in the state of Utah. I have a few minutes left in this segment. I want to share with you something kind of interesting. The Senate, as you know, and as I've told you here this morning, is commencing the impeachment trial. Uh, we have heard much ado about the rules which will govern uh, this trial, but uh, alongside those rules, there are also guidelines for decorum. Now, I always find these types of things fascinating, and it's essentially the etiquette uh, to which the senators will be expected to adhere during the course of these proceedings. Let me uh, run through them. And I'm going to ask you, as I read these, do they sound like something that your third grade teacher may have instructed you to do when you were in school? I'm going to read through them real quick. Just a few minutes left here in this segment. Number one, senators should plan to be in attendance at all times during the proceedings. Makes enough sense. Next up, upon the announcement of the arrival of the chief justice, senators should all silently rise at their desks and remain standing until the chief justice takes his seat. Similarly, when the chief justice departs, senators should rise and remain standing until he has exited the chamber. Next, senators will only have the opportunity for limited speech at the trial. Members should refrain from speaking to neighboring senators while the case is being presented. Next, reading materials should be confined to only those readings which pertain to the matter before the Senate. Next, no use of phones or electronic devices will be allowed in the chamber. All electronics should be left in the cloakroom in the storage provided. The cloakroom uh, is both a room actually where you do hang your coat, uh, but it is also an area where you can uh, interact with other folks. There's a lot of conversations uh, that happen there which have great impact on the proceedings on uh, both the floors of the House and Senate. Uh, next rule, pages will continue to be available to relay messages outside the chamber. You remember what pages are? They're uh, young folks who are there to facilitate the, the proceedings. Pages will continue to be available uh, to relay messages outside the chamber and the pages also will be responsible for relaying senators written questions to the chief justice through the staff of the parliamentarian there are a few more rules we're out of time to go through them but let me just say wouldn't it be neat to be a a page today to be a page uh, relaying the messages that will arguably shape the course of american history uh good for those kids and i'm proud of them for uh demonstrating whatever uh qualifications are required to get them into the position they occupy today uh, that'd be a pretty cool day to be a page. Uh, next up, we're speaking to John Curtis. He is behind a resolution uh, honoring our relationship with Australia. We're also going to get an update on what's going on down there as we have sent a good number of firefighters uh, here from the state of Utah to help with those bushfires. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts.